0: It's the weekend, so relax and listen to some stories the whole family can enjoy. That's right, it's the Saturday Story Circle here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Chapter 18 Within the heart of downtown there stood an inordinately busy Chinese laundromat. The owner, Mr. Fong, was a canny man, wise in the ways of the world. He had long recognized that for all the talk of opportunity in the new world, the deck was stacked against him and his countrymen. A society that prided itself on fair play and freedom presented little of either to members of his race. Most of his fellow Chinese were as well aware of these inequities as Fong was, but chose to bear this burden quietly and with dignity. They worked hard, and each successive generation hoped that things would be better for their children as a result. Fong was a less patient man. But he was also not prepared to take unacceptable risks. Just as Toronto society presented many barriers to men of Chinese descent, the law was also much harder on those of his race that stepped beyond their bounds. Oddly, only the underworld seemed prepared to treat each man equally, each according to his worth. To that end, Fong had taken steps to make himself worthy of such respect, while minimizing the risk to himself and his family. When Fong had bought the building fifteen years earlier, it was with a keen eye to its versatility. It was in a heavy traffic area, bordering on three distinct districts, and was close to several main thoroughfares. All of these points made it appealing for a family-run laundry business— It also had three separate entrances, no two of which could be observed from the same vantage point. The previous owner had closed two off, concentrating on the busiest street. Fong had immediately opened the other two entrances for business, and placed bright signs over each door. It had cost him some expense and valuable space inside, and had brought in little new business. But over the years it had paid him much, much more than his honest labor ever could. It made Fong's laundromat the ideal place for someone who might wish their comings and goings to remain unobserved to lose a police tail, A service Fong was only too happy to provide at a monthly rate. Persons wishing to make a quick disappearing act simply came to the counter and gave this month's code word, which got them a phony laundry bundle and no questions asked as they quickly made their way out a different door. "'For years this arrangement had worked very well, "'so well, in fact, that the Sclarelli mob "'had reached a further agreement with Mr. Fong. "'They owned the warehouse across the street, "'though to the casual observer it appeared abandoned. "'They had wished to make it a headquarters "'for their smuggling operation, "'and, with Fong's permission, a tunnel had been dug. "'Day and night gangsters would enter Fong's shop "'carrying phony laundry bundles. "'Each was ushered behind the counter, through a trap door, "'into the tunnel and across the street.' Anyone watching the building would assume they had left by one of the other exits. Later they would leave with another bundle under their arms, and no one was the wiser. In the end, after five years of use, the building had been raided and had burned in the process. All that stood there now was a vacant lot. But beneath the ground, the foundation of the old building had been restored and secured... The tunnel was still in working order, and thanks to a renewed agreement with Mr. Fong, it once again served as the secret entrance for men of crime to hide their base. The fortified basement of the old warehouse now served as the underground bunker of the crime cabal. The tunnel was the only entrance, and in addition to the hidden trap door, there were two reinforced steel doors along its length. There were no windows, and the air vents were carefully hidden and could be switched off from a master control inside the fortress. Malcolm had planned carefully at every stage to have the perfect panda-proof headquarters, an underground castle from which he would rule the city. That had been his dream. The reality had proved rather more challenging. Malcolm threw open the great doors of the room his new partners had commandeered for their laboratory. He had five of his most trusted men with him. Simon on the end carried a Thompson, and the others had automatics bulging under their coats. A small crowd of the crime cabal's worthies followed behind to watch the fun. Professor Zombie did not look up as Malcolm stormed in. What do you want? She asked in as dismissive and disinterested a manner as she could. Where's the other one, Malcolm fumed. Where is that lunatic kid, Chaos? Chaos walked slowly into view, carrying the workings of one of his firebombs very gingerly. "'Malcolm, old fellow,' the little man beamed through his lab goggles. "'Has it ever occurred to you it might not be a brilliant idea to stomp and startle people "'who work with dangerous chemicals or high explosives? "'There's only so much air in here. "'One false move with this little beauty and those of us that didn't cook instantly "'would suffocate in seconds.' "'He moved to set the bomb workings down on the table and suddenly sneezed, "'sending the parts flying to the floor and scattering gangsters in an instant.' Chaos laughed himself hoarse at their reaction. Even Professor Zombie could not resist a smile. Kid Chaos shook his head and picked up a broom and dustpan from the corner. Sorry, he said. Bad joke, but I couldn't resist. He broke up laughing again at the look on Malcolm's face. Stop laughing, you idiot, Malcolm shouted. Then please stop being so funny. Chaos chuckled as he swept up the bits of the device he'd been working on. "'Oh, stop hiding behind things, you big, brave gangsters. "'If you haven't figured out by now that it was a dud, "'you're not even bright enough for zombie work.' "'No offence, my dear.' "'None taken,' the dour professor said as she snapped her gloves off. "'What is it, Malcolm? Can't you see that we have work to do?' "'The crowd of toughs looked on in amazement. "'None of them had ever heard anyone dare to speak to Mr. Malcolm like that. "'Malcolm raised himself to his considerable height.' "'You blew up the Golden Goose!' Malcolm sputtered with rage. "'Thank you, we actually were aware of that,' Professor Zombie said without expression. "'Do you have any idea how many bombs I wired into that dump?' Chaos picked up the thread. "'How could something like that escape my notice? Do you know what that cost us?' Malcolm's men were fingering their weapons now. It would not be long before the order came.' "'You have to spend money to make money, Malcolm,' "'Professor Zombie strode forward, "'the crowd of toughs falling back in apprehension as she did. "'Spend money. Make money. "'Will you tell me what blowing the last decent gambling joint "'left in the city halfway to Hades makes us? "'Aside from the future revenues lost the resources. Four more of my top-of-the-line undead foot soldiers,' "'Zombie intoned. "'A small price to pay.' ''Our foot soldiers?'' Chaos reminded her. ''Of course,'' she smiled coldly. ''And we lost exactly no future revenue, Malcolm, child. The Red Panda would have seen to that. Our plan?'' ''Your plan,'' Malcolm saw red. ''This qualifies as a plan. At what point did you become authorized to spend a million dollars without approval?'' "'You know what your trouble is, Malcolm?' "'Chaos said with his disarming smile. "'You've got no imagination. "'You put this little cabal together, "'but when it comes right down to it, "'you've got no idea what to do with it. "'You're just another punk at heart.' "'Why, you little Malcolm's men stepped forward. "'Professor Zombie clicked her fingers, "'and five giant zombie soldiers lumbered from the shadows "'and stood there, menacing.' The gangsters stepped back and lowered their guns. Every single one of you came from one gang or another, Chaos Countered, and you all did business the same way. You kept your heads down, you greased the right palms, and you hoped the man in the mask would go after the other guy. Well, guess what, you roving band of geniuses? There is no other guy. The Red Panda is going to come after us again and again and again. None of you were able to stand against him before... "'We took a great chance to be rid of him once and for all, it's true. "'And for all anyone knows, it might have succeeded.' "'They didn't pull his body out of the wreckage or the squirrels,' Malcolm growled. "'Fine! Maybe he crawled away to die. Maybe he's crippled. "'And maybe he's hale and healthy and chasing his little rodent friend around us even as we speak. "'We took the fight to him last night, my friends, on a scale that no one has ever reached before.' "'Even if he lives, he now knows that he faces an enemy as determined and strong as he is. "'He now knows the consequences of opposing the crime, Cabal. "'It's time for you all to decide what kind of organization you want to have,' "'Professor Zombie said, looking at the now questioning group of hoods. "'Do you want to do business the old way with the old results? "'If so, we'll leave. "'You don't need us to help you go to prison.' Or do you all have everything a little better than you used to? She's right, called a voice from the crowd. Malcolm whipped around. It was Hook Henderson stepping forward. I don't know about you lot, but I'd rather have a couple of these big creepy things of theirs backing me up than anybody else. They're super strong, they fight to the death, we can always make more, and we don't have to pay them off. There were calls of agreement throughout the crowd. "'What's more, if we get rid of them,' Henderson continued, "'we got nothing we didn't have before. "'And didn't the mass freaks beat us all like that?' "'More voices called their agreement. "'Malcolm felt sweat beating on the back of his neck. "'I don't know about the rest of you,' Henderson was winding up the crowd like a union rally, "'but I'm for trying new things. "'Things just crazy enough to work. "'We can settle down and run this town like a business "'once we've taken care of the red panda and the flying squirrel. "'Until then, I say, the crazier the better!' Very well said, Mr. Henderson. Chaos clapped, smiling smugly at Malcolm as the crowd roared their assent. Malcolm's lip twisted in rage as he turned on his heels, two of his trusted five leaving with him. Amid the handshakes and new assignments that followed, Zombie leaned in to speak quietly to Chaos. He's a wounded dog now. There's no telling what he'll do, she said. Leave everything to me, my most. "'Dear lady,' Kid Chaos beamed angelically "'and made his way quickly over to where Hook Henderson was standing. "'A very opportune moment you chose to speak up, Mr. Henderson,' Kid Chaos smiled. "'That could have been awkward.' "'Henderson nodded. "'What you two say makes a lot of sense,' he said, "'and I was just trying to help.' "'And you did,' Chaos said, putting his arm around Henderson's shoulder. "'You did indeed!' This organization is going places, Henderson, and you're going places in it. We just need you to do one more little thing. You can listen to classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.